This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 8th of August in your Squiz Today, the latest on Taiwan violence in Gaza, heading into the final stages of the Com Games, and out there, ice cream. This is your Squiz Today. The fallout from US House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan continues to unfold, with China spending the weekend conducting military exercises around Taiwan in what Taiwan is calling a rehearsal of an attack on the island. China has also cancelled upcoming talks with the US on topics like climate change and transnational crime, and they've sanctioned Pelosi and her immediate family. It's a situation that the international community is watching closely. Our foreign minister, Penny Wong, has joined her American and Japanese counterparts in condemning China's actions. Yeah, they happened to be together on the weekend uh, at the Association of Southeast Asian Nations. There was a foreign minister's gathering in Cambodia. Uh, What they said was that the exercises were disproportionate and destabilising. Penny Wong also added that Australia shares the region's concerns about this escalating military activity, uh, especially the risks of miscalculation. She also said that Australia, like the US and other nations, don't want to see anything change as to how things have been running in that Taiwan Strait, uh, that Taiwan has been able to exist peacefully uh, while nations like ours observe that one China policy. Just to recap on that policy, uh, China sees Taiwan as a breakaway province. Uh, Taiwan, though, sees itself uh, as its own nation and we kind of just ignore all that and just let things be. As for what's directly coming from the US Secretary of State Antony Blinken says he doesn't want to see any further escalation. They're walking a pretty fine line after Pelosi's visit. As for China, they say their actions are justified and they are not having a bar of anyone criticising them either. No, absolutely not. What China says is that the United States is responsible for the flare-up intentions. Uh, China's embassy here in Canberra also fired back at where Australia sits in all of this and said that it's entirely unacceptable to point the finger at China. Uh, The embassy says that China's actions were justified and those were to safeguard the sovereignty and the territorial integrity of their nation. Uh, What it comes down to, though, with analysts looking at all of it, um, they say that they're very concerned that now that China, Taiwan, Japan, the United States, uh, plenty of countries have warplanes and navy ships in the region, that there's a real risk of an accident and that could escalate into something quite dangerous. Plenty going on. Watch this space. In fact, China's ambassador to Australia is speaking at the press club this Wednesday. It's a pretty rare address, so that will be one to keep an eye out for later this week. 
Violence has flared in Gaza over the weekend, with Israeli airstrikes killing two top members of the PIJ, the Palestinian Islamic Jihad. Eleven children are reported to be among 36 others dead in the strikes. Israel started launching the airstrikes on Friday, Claire, in response to what they're calling an immediate threat from the PIJ. Yeah, they said that they wanted to take action and what they have done is killed two top members of the PIJ. What we have seen is the PIJ fire rockets back at Israel. In fact, they've reached Jerusalem for the first time since May last year. That, of course, was when that 11-day conflict was really firing up. Um, So far, though, Hamas has stayed out of things. If they did get involved, it would be a significant escalation in hostilities. Hamas has political control and military power in Gaza, and the PIJ is allied with Hamas. Egypt is currently hosting ceasefire talks between Israel and the PIJ. To Ukraine, and there are serious concerns about a nuclear disaster after the shelling of the Zaporizhia power plant in the southeast of the country. Both Russia and Ukraine are blaming each other for the attacks, Claire. Yeah, they are. Uh, it's an area that's been under Russian control since March, uh, but that facility is still being staffed by Ukrainians. Uh, and of course, it's now on the front line of the fighting between Russia and Ukraine, with Ukraine hoping to get back some of that territory. Uh, It's a really dangerous situation. Uh, The United Nations nuclear chief, Rafael Grossi, uh, says that the situation is completely unacceptable if there are rocket attacks being made uh, on that facility. More rockets hit the facility just yesterday. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky is calling for Russia to be designated a state sponsor for terrorism for creating the nuclear threat. Russia says its protection of the power plant means the damage wasn't more extensive. Judith Durham, the lead singer of The Seekers, died on Friday, aged 79 years old. The band is considered Australia's first real international music superstars. Yeah, they were incredibly successful and they really did blaze a trail for plenty of other Aussie bands to go to the UK and go to the US and find success. But The Seekers were the first. Uh, When it comes to songs like Georgie Girl and I'll Mm. Never Find Another You, they were just iconic, not just here in Australia, but around the world. Uh, Durham had her own personal struggles, particularly in the last sort of 20 or 30 years or so. Uh, She had a bad car accident in 1990. uh, She also lost her husband to motor neurone disease a few years after. Then she had a brain hemorrhage during a tour uh, in 2013. And throughout her life, she had a lung condition that she tried to manage. Uh, What reports said yesterday is it was that condition that led to her death. Her family have accepted the Victorian government's offer of a state funeral. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. 
there's one day left in the Commonwealth Games, Claire, but it was a weekend packed with events. A tough loss for our hockey ruse, but plenty of other highlights. Plenty of other highlights. Uh, when you look at the diving, Cassiel Rosso uh, had a near-perfect final dive in the men's 10 metres platform diving. Uh, that wasn't expected, and it's an incredible dive. You must have a look at that. Um, also, we've won the gruelling road race for the women. Georgia Baker has won the gold medal there. Just now, our T20 women's cricket side has beaten India uh, in a really tight match. That was a pretty exciting one. I'm glad we're up early, Larissa, to have a look at some <laughs> of that. Um, at the athletics, Kelsey Lee Barber, she has won the gold medal in the javelin. Of course, she won the world championships uh, in yeah. Oregon just a couple of weeks ago. But when it comes to something really thrilling to watch, you really just can't go past Ollie Hall with his 1,500-metre run. I've watched it a couple of times this morning. He really comes from the outside and just manages to get there in the end. It's pretty awesome. Links to all of these are in the Squiz Today newsletter. I'll pop them in your episode notes as well. As of this morning, we're still top of the medal tally. It's pretty close, though. We've got 169 medals, 64 gold. We're coming in above England, Canada and New Zealand. A good feeling. Since we brought you cheese-flavoured nail polish, it's only fair to highlight the absolutely bonkers ice cream flavours that are getting a run at a pop-up in London right now. Baked beans, Claire. Thought I'd just put that cheese smelling uh, nail polish in my past, but thank you very much for reminding me of that. <laughs> but yes, Londoners at the moment, you can get treated to this experiential ice cream. Uh, what it is, is picking up some of those iconic Heinz flavors. So baked beans, mayonnaise, um, the porridge oats seems okay. Yeah, Apparently okay. the one that's doing really well is HP sauce flavour. Uh, that, of mm. course, is the iconic British brown sauce. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Look, luckily it's for a limited time. They reckon they've sold out of six weeks worth of ice cream in four days. So people are buying it. They're checking it out. Not for me. <laughs> Let's also put this one in the rearview mirror with the, with the cheese-flavoured nail polish. <laughs> Squiz the day. Claire, what are you taking note of today? Well, first up, Com Game. So this morning is the netball. So that's a good one to turn on if you're listening to this straight away. If you're around 6am, 6.30, you can probably turn it on and get a bit of that. <laughs> uh, the closing ceremony, though, kicks off at 5.30 Tuesday morning. So get up early for that one if that's your jam. Yeah, come and join us. We'll probably have it on the background as we get the podcast and newsletter out tomorrow. Today is also International Cat Day. So if you've got a favourite feline friend out there, cheers to them. That's all from us today. Have a good Monday and we'll be back with you tomorrow.